To get the most out of your direct reports and team members, it's essential to challenge them and support them in developing their skills. It's a lot more effective if you understand and are invested in what they see as long-term success in their role and in their career. I'm Jason Gore, and I'm here with executive coach Robert McNaughton. Thanks, Jason. I'm passionate about this practice because I remember the mentors in my life that believed in me and that actively coached and challenged me to achieve more than what I thought I was capable of because I became more than what I thought I was capable of. You know, it's so true. And yet I think the the underlying motivation there, when I could think back to the mentors that supported me was they knew my goals. They weren't giving me advice based on what they thought. And, you know, I've seen so often a manager trying to support someone and kind of push them in the wrong direction, like push them towards project management or even like an IT professional, like an engineer who they're trying to promote into a management spot and the engineer doesn't want the spot. Like they actually don't want to manage people. And so they fail miserably because they don't want to be there in the first place. Like you have to know what your people care about and what they're motivated by. Yes. And by having that shared knowledge of what they want to be doing and how they want to be challenged, it gives that extra permission to encourage and challenge each other. And (laughs) I've been able to use that and I've had leaders and mentors use that with me. You know, it's like, okay, Robert, you said you wanted to grow in this area. Is that still true? Well, Mm -hmm. then you can do better. And that, you know, they, it wasn't like, oh, I'm being told I'm doing it wrong or they're not satisfied or they're a jerk. You know, it's, it's, no, I actually agreed that I wanted to do better in this category, and so they're pushing me to do so. Right. You know, it's funny. I had a client who had a sixth grader who was doing really poorly at math. And she's like, I can't believe it. Like, this you know, kid wants to be an astronaut, and he's doing poorly at math. Right. And I'm like, well, have you talked to him about the importance of mathematics to be an astronaut? Nice. And, you know, she came back in the next session, and she's like, oh, my God, like, what a difference. Like, he didn't know that mathematics had anything to do with flying a spaceship, and now that's all he wants to talk about. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it really is amazing once we talk about this often, but having co-creative relationships, collaborative relationships, where we're both in service of a shared goal, shared objective, um, it really unlocks something in our human potential that so often gets missed when we think we're just combatively just challenging each other, you know, for our own egoic needs. Totally. And, you know, in that kind of relationship, like if I'm giving you advice or giving you support or giving you a negative assessment, if it's in the context of developing skills that you care about, uh, developing a role that you're really eager to have, or I know what you want in the long term, like there's a lot more permission for me to have a conversation where I might be delivering some hard news because I, I know what you care about. And so we're kind of in it together. Yeah. And that's a sweet spot in a culture that we're trying to encourage and foster here because the cost of not doing this is, you know, we, we can, cultures can get stagnant. They can get kind of monotonous where people once again are just showing up to doing their jobs and, there isn't much collegial challenge going on because that just seems like conflict and bickering 
and I'm certainly not going to support you because, you know, like, you know, I don't want you all over my back about how I'm not doing a good enough job. And so it gets stale and it's the kind of place that, you know, kind of makes life a little dim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other thing is people are, you know, like you're speaking about are not motivated, but also like higher attrition levels, less exactly. engagement, your internal NPS scores, um, employee NPS scores are going to be a lot lower. Like this little thing where you're supporting me in developing the skills and, you know, for the sake of my career, not just for the sake of the company. Now, of course, there's an overlap there. It makes a big difference. And what gets in the way is that, that if I think that it's all about results, right, without, without having a shared context. Like, you know, I'm giving you feedback because you want results and you want to grow. And it's like, no, it's like you need a shared context. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, we were not even talking about that. The results are what suffers here when people yeah. aren't bringing their, you know, their full engagement. Um, it's, you know, efficiency, creativity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, are, are what's going to suffer. And a lot of people, you know, do operate in this kind of mechanical way where they're assuming that personal interests aren't relevant in the business place. Right. Now, I, I have my own opinions about the whole kind of bring your whole self to the business place. I think there's, there's a lot of nuance that goes around that. But yeah. We're also not saying just kind of sweep your entire life under the rug and like leave your personal life at home and just show up and like mechanically do your job. Totally. Um, and, you know, if we discover that, like, for example, one of my employees might leave because they want to go back to college, right? It gives me a lot of also a preview into the risks of the organization. And so, like, we have that context and we could give her, give her, assignments or offload things with that in mind because we're in a collaborative place and like here you know she has personal interests that are very relevant yes. to the business um, and so I agree with you there's a there is a fine line we don't want to be doing therapy in the workplace um, but there is an importance of like personal interests do play an important role and understanding yes. what those are and how those affect the business is super important yeah it, it, exactly it's like you know, I, the leaders who do this well, you know, they're not necessarily like talking about their religious and spiritual beliefs, you know, in the workplace, but you're dang straight. They're going to know the career ambitions of the people that are on their team, the mm -hmm. career relevant trajectories of the people on their team. You need to know intimately so right. you can leverage that for the purpose of your own projects and to be in support of them so that we can have a learning organization where we're supporting each other, always growing, having the kind of place that we're excited to be and we want to tell the other people in our life that we work there. Totally. And, you know, getting to what inspires people. Like uh, I was working with a CEO recently and he kept on giving new responsibilities to an engineer and kept on having problems. And what we found out was that the engineer didn't actually want to expand their career in a whole bunch of technical areas. They were fascinated by one thing, which was perception. How do you, how, how does a computer perceive its environment to be able to make decisions? And um, so this was like an AI aviation company. And like once we realized, you know, me, me working with my, my CEO client, that all he wanted was perception problems. Like this was the thing that was really inspiring. We were able to actually scale back his role and actually just make him a team leader, lead of the perception group. And yeah. all of a sudden, like, he hired three new people and all, like, we thought he was just, like, bad at building a team. And it was just that he wasn't inspired. Um, so it's like, you know, 
the, the key here is to find out what inspires people to grow and what are inside of that, where do they want to grow? Yeah, exactly. And this is a, a, a fundamental thing to bring into your one-on-ones when you're meeting with direct reports or managing your team and, and doing one-on-one coaching uh, to, to have the personal context of each team member, where they're coming from, where they want to go. Mm-hmm. And I've had that experience, you know, when I'm working with particularly younger talent and I know what their vision is for their career, I'm going to assign them to work with particular other people, assign them to projects that give them a shot at moving in that direction because they're inevitably going to be more engaged and bring more energy into that project because it's in alignment with their greater context. It's not just narrowly focused on what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think a next step here or an experiment that a leader can try out is to ask someone on their team, a direct report, like what is their long-term vision for their career? What do they really want to accomplish? And, you know, I almost suggest starting off with like a middle performer where you have a decent relationship, but you really want to get into the world with your high performers Oftentimes you know that or it's already working, but with a middle performer, it's like find out what they care about and, and, you know, over the next month, start giving them feedback that has that as a context and see how your relationship changes in your one-on-one and how your kind of management relationship changes. And then from there, you could expand into your high performers and low performers. So it was like, you know, experiment once with, with one or two people and then expand it would be a yeah. really good experiment to try. Yeah, that's good. You know, this is also something you can do offline, um, you know, either on your own or maybe with your coach or a mentor is like, you know, make a list of your team and just think about each person to say, it's like, you know, do I know where this person is going? Mm-hmm. And you might have the experience come up of being like, yeah, that person ain't going nowhere. Well, <laughs> it's like that's, that's an encouragement to help them get clear on understanding where they're going like actually be a mentor in their life and have them go from a place where yeah they're just kind of like watching netflix at night and showing up and kind of giving you 60 percent every day they could turn into more of an all-star player by you helping them believe that they can achieve more yeah you know i start a lot of my ceo engagements with a simple question is tell me how you got in the in in the space that you're you are now how did you arrive in the seat that you're in as CEO of this company or as X of this company. I just get their history and I can see their trajectory moving forward. And then a common question is, okay, where do you want to go from here? Like, let's say that you sell this company or you get out of this company. What do you see as next for yourself? And so with those bookends, I have a really good context of where they came from and where they're going. And I can understand kind of what kind of CEO they want to be because there's a lot of choices in terms of how to play the role who to surround yourself by, what to delegate, and things like that. Um, and so it really shapes the role itself. It's not like a, the role of a CEO is, is a square box that's well-defined. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And, you know, going from you know, a two-dimensional relationship with mm-hmm. your team to having more dimensionality, it can start as easily as you're saying just by asking some questions, getting curious, and creating some space for them to have a, a greater vision of their life. Mm-hmm. And I'll say one more thing. It's okay to take notes. Um, sure. Like it's a lot to remember. You know, we we all have a lot of on our mind on our minds. And when you have these conversations, it's like it's kind of important to remember them. 
Um, and it might be difficult to remember, remember something that feels a little bit outside of the business context. So either during the meeting, you know, give them context, say, hey, you really want to find out about your career, and I actually want to take some notes on this so I remember all the details. Or if it's more of an ad hoc conversation, like, you know, pull out your phone or right afterwards, take some key, key notes to remember the conversation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's truly, you'll be in that category of high impact leaders. If you actually remember what people say, <laughs> so then when you have a follow up one on one, you'd be like, yeah, so you remember what you said about this is where you want, want to want to be heading. And that gives mm -hmm. the person opportunities like, wow, this person's paying attention to me. And maybe I should be really clear about where I want to go. Totally. So the key takeaway is to get the most out of your direct reports uh, and your team members. It's essential to challenge them and support them in developing their skills. And if you do that in a context of their career goals, you'll get a lot more traction. Thanks, Jason. Really good stuff as always. Thanks, Robert. And to all the listeners, we hope that this conversation has been helpful.